Hello, and welcome to the And If Not podcast. My name is Annie Brown, and I am a 17-year-old teen who's passionate to share to the world about Jesus. And today, I have a very special guest. Her name is Phoebe. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) So this is Phoebe. She is one of my older sister's friends. And she's been here with for us for this whole quarantine. So I've really gotten to know her, just the little corpse and whatnot. And so, yeah, we're just going to get into – oh, I have a story. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the funny story is we were ordering sushi one night because we were kind of sick and tired of leftovers. And Phoebe was ordering it on the phone. And the guy goes, what's the name for it? And she goes, Phoebe? And then all you hear from the other end is – no, Phoebe just spell out her name. She goes, from friends. <laughs> that is my most favorite story of Phoebe. <laughs> Thank you. That is it. Okay, anyways. <laughs> so, Phoebe, um, why don't you share your age, passion, ideal career, a little three-second what about you, all about me? Yeah. So first of all, I really love sushi. So that was a great meal that we had the other day. Um, Yeah, I am 20 years old, almost 21. And I am really passionate about um, music and worship and um, yeah, just what true worship is and how we are called as followers of Jesus to worship him in spirit and in truth, like it says in the book of John. Um, So yeah, that's a big thing I'm passionate about. I'm also really passionate about uh, meeting with younger women and pointing them to Jesus and helping them, um, yeah, just see how God is good and giving glory to himself in all circumstances. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Nice. What would be your ideal career? Oh, right. Sorry. (laughs) So my ideal career, I'm not really sure yet. I'm a child, adult, and family services major currently. So that basically means helping people. So there's a lot of things I could go into, but I'm thinking about doing some kind of Christian counseling. Um, Yeah, that's kind of what I'm leaning towards right now. Nice. I remember hearing that you were that major and just being so like awestruck because I've never heard anyone so like passionate about like kids or whatever, like what you're Mm -hmm. into and like I'm into that too Mm -hmm. so it's cool to hear like someone else wants to do that too (laughs) all right so now we're gonna get into why Phoebe is here and I'm so excited to hear this I read a little bit about it before recording this but um her story is all about worship as a lifestyle and so take it away Phoebe yeah so I grew up really really loving music um yeah my mom taught me really early on to love music because she um, was a music teacher. So yeah, I don't really remember a time that I wasn't messing around on the piano or um, yeah, singing while I was running around the house. Um, And when I was in middle school, I um, got a new piano teacher and started learning more um, chordal music instead of classical piano that I was previously doing. Um, And that made it really easy to start playing uh, worship music because a lot of worship music is written as chords. Um, So my mom and I um, have really bonded over the years with that and in music. um, And that was kind of the start of my, um, yeah, I guess, walk with worship. So she was a worship leader at the church we went to, and she asked me if I would play with her once I started learning more um, chordal stuff with this new teacher. Um, So that's when I started really learning um, how to play worship music and how to like perform 
worship music. Um, but it was still just music to me. Um, I would say I don't really, I don't like that song or it sounds weird or I don't like the rhythm of that song. Let's not do it. Um, so it was all about the music to me and had nothing to do with um, the words of it or what true worship was or yeah, the messages that the songs were saying. Um, Cause I hadn't really grasped um, that uh, part of the gospel, I guess at that age. So jumping ahead a little bit, um, my senior year of high school, <clears throat> my music teacher and I were really close. Um, and yeah, he became like another older brother to me after my siblings had moved out of the house. Um, and then November of that school year, he pulled me aside and said, well, why don't we just get a group of students together and we'll go to this conference? And so we did. We got a group of really random students uh, together of all ages, and we went to this field trip over a weekend in January with my music teacher, and conveniently, my mom was a chaperone. <laughs> so I was, yeah, it was a really fun weekend, and it was really, really life-changing for me, actually. And I got to see for the first time what true, undignified worship was and the effects of it and how it can um, yeah, really impact people. And I had a powerful encounter with Jesus where he convinced me that he was worth my sacrifice and he was worth suffering and he was worthy of all my praise and adoration and setting aside other idols that I had placed in my life for the sake of following him and only him. So whenever I tell my story to people, I always say that without those truths finally settling in to me and clicking in my head, I would have um, spiraled out of control or spiraled away from Jesus over the next six months. Um, because after this really good field trip, um, we all went back to school and people could see that something was different about us. They could see that we had some kind of um, really powerful experience, um, but they didn't really understand what had happened. So a couple weeks after we got back, um, one of my best friends and I got some news that really crushed us. And we were um, yeah, really devastated at the betrayal and broken trust that we um, found out about on accident, actually. And I had a choice at that moment. I could blame God and hate him uh, for the hurt that he'd allowed me to have and just kind of get through my last semester of high school. Or I could trust in his sovereignty and believe the promises that he has graciously given me and us in his word, that I'm precious to him and that he has good plans for me and that he wastes nothing. And that, yeah, he uses all things um, for my good and his glory, um, like it says in Romans 8. So by God's grace, I chose to trust him. And I literally couldn't tell you how because I look back on that and all I remember is how angry and hurt I was. But yeah, the Holy Spirit was really working in me to um, choose Jesus above all of that. And I was not perfect by any means. Um, I still acted out of anger and hurt a lot. And I didn't take advantage of some of the things that I should have. But somehow in that, I clung to God's truth. And a lot of that was through worship music and through promises he gives us through, um, yeah, through lyrics of songs that we sing. And there's a shift in what I cared about now. Instead of caring about what the song sounded like and the musical aspect of it, I clung to the truth and promises of the words in the songs. And for the first time, I really cared about what the words were and what the message was. And yeah, God used that really tangibly in my life. And yeah, that semester was still the worst semester of my life thus far, but my friend and I really desperately clung to Jesus like we never had before. 
And he fully convinced me of his unchanging character and that he will never, ever leave me or forsake me. And he was really uh, gracious to use worship music to bring me to that point. So that's one of the reasons I'm really passionate about it. <laughs> um, and then after that, um, I graduated high school and I came to college and I joined the worship team with the campus ministry I'm in now. And I'm one of their worship leaders now. And yeah, some of the best moments I've had in college have been getting the privilege of experiencing people, um, including myself, encounter Jesus through worship musically and be restored and healed by him when we choose to abandon ourselves for the sake of his glory. And so, yeah, that's another really big piece of my passion for worship is just seeing people, um, seeing Jesus change people before my eyes through what he's asked me to do in worship leading. So yeah, that's my story. <laughs> yeah. So thank you so much for sharing Phoebe. Um, after you share your story, I've come up with a couple of questions I'd like to ask you. That's all right. Yeah. Um, so the first one is what is worship to you? Cause I know you said there's like before this, I don't know if you said it on the actual episode, but how worship is different or you call like worship a lifestyle and that's usually not what people call it. Yeah. So, um, I feel like a big misconception about worship is that you hear in your mouth. Gandy, it's good. It's fine. Does have to be perfect? Has to be real. Oh, I didn't know I was supposed to just keep going. You can't. Just start over. Wait, what was I saying when you had the? Hand? I have no idea. Sorry about that brief intermission of Phoebe and I laughing over literally nothing. I have no good way to transition back into Phoebe answering my questions. So this is that transition. Woohoo! Take it away, Phoebe. Yeah, so a common misconception that I have heard a lot of people say is that um, worship is song and it is um, singing from a pew and that is just not what God says is worship. So, um, yeah, worship like the word worship is essentially just expressing adoration for something. Um, yeah, so we worship things all the time. It's kind of like idols. Like we have idols all the time everywhere in our lives. Um, so worship is what we choose to um, elevate and what we choose to, um, yeah, praise and adore in our lives. So, um yeah, like I've caught myself worshiping and idolizing people above God all the time. We are wired as sinful people to worship things. Um, it's just a matter of what we're choosing to worship. And um, yeah, it is not the same as singing. Um, it's a lifestyle, like um, Annie was saying. So if you get anything from this, get that. It is a lifestyle and it is offering ourselves to God in praise and gratitude for who he is to us. Um, and yeah, something I've learned recently over the past year or so is even on my worst day when I am not thankful <laughs> for Jesus and I worship is the last thing that I want to do, um, even then we are called as followers of Jesus to worship him and to um, yeah give him praise for what he's done, um, even if it's for no other reason other than he is worthy of our praise. And for those of us who follow Jesus, that should be more than enough reason to set ourselves aside and worship the God who created us. And Actually, one of my favorite worship songs, um, one of the lines is, 
surrendering is easy when it comes to you. I was made to love you. It's the least that I could do. And that's what we're created for. We're created for a relationship with Jesus. And um, yeah, we're created to love him back because of all the love that he shows us. So that's what worship is, in my opinion. (laughs) Uh, No! Gosh dang it! (laughs) This reeking microphone. If Jim wasn't downstairs... (laughs) I'm just gonna. I'm just, okay, you're just gonna go. I'm just gonna continue. Just the mic. Move on. <laughs> so you've kind of already answered this, but what does worship look like to you? Um, kind of to piggyback off of that, how can someone worship um, if we're called to do it, and that is what God wants us to do? How do we? How do we do it? How? What would I show? What? Ooh, I can't read. What should it look like when I'm worshiping? Take it away. (laughs) Yeah. So um, obviously people are unique and different, so they will express things differently. But um, music is a really easy way for me to worship because I don't have to come up with the words. Um, Like there's words for me to speak back to God. Um, And yeah, so that kind of makes it easier for me. But again, music is not essential (laughs) um, to live a life of worship. So, um, yeah, kind of like I said before, it's really just like gratitude and like giving thanks back to God, loving him back. Um, and yeah, praising him for what he's done. And, um, yeah, something, if you have nothing else to thank him for, thank him for, and worship him for bringing you to himself. Like I, we had a conversation about testimonies a while back and, we were talking about how a lot of people are really kind of insecure about their story because they didn't like go to prison or they didn't do drugs. <laughs> and we we think that it's not a big deal if we didn't do that. But like everyone who follows Jesus, it is a miracle that they follow Jesus. So if there's nothing else to worship him for, worship him that you're in his family and that, um, yeah, that he graciously drew you to himself. I don't know if that really answered the question, but that's no, <laughs> that is perfect. That is such a good message. Um, so going into a more lighthearted, whatever. Um, what are your favorite worship songs through like your hard times? What are your go tos? Just some really good jams. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, one that came out recently. It's called "The Blessing." Um, it's by <laughs> it's by Elevation Worship. Um, it's such a simple song. It's based off of Numbers 6, 24 to 26. And it's, um, kind of a blessing that God gives, um, that he will bless you, keep you, make his face shine upon you, be gracious to you and give you peace. So, um, yeah, the song just kind of puts that, puts those lyrics into, um, yeah, a song, I guess. (laughs) Um, and it's, yeah, it's really... Um, cool to just listen to it and think of like, wow, God really wants me that for me. Like he wants to bless me and um, yeah, make his face shine upon me. He wants to give me peace, especially that's a big one in this um, quarantine right now is yeah, God really wants us to have his peace. Um, so that's one I really like right now. I have a question that just came up. You don't have to answer it. But um, when you say God really wants us to have peace, what if he doesn't like give us peace right away? Like, how do you rest in the idea that 
it's like I know my whole like podcast name is like and if not he is still good Mm. but like how do I trust that even though he doesn't give me peace right away or doesn't answer everything I want him to answer like how how have you done that or like how would you give advice to other people to rest Mm. in that yeah so yeah I mean one of the biggest like I don't know Christian questions (laughs) is like but what about suffering and like why does God allow that and I think some okay so what I've I'm just gonna share what I've done (laughs) so I um have done a character study of God um, a couple times actually, because I forget who he is sometimes. <laughs> and so it's really cool to just like go through the Bible and see who God has been consistently. So like he is good. He has been good to his people throughout all of eternity. And he always brings himself glory in all circumstances, even though they're crappy sometimes. <laughs> so um, yeah, and he ultimately does everything that he sees as um yeah, most glorifying to him and the best scenario possible for us. He loves us. He's not going to do things that are going to be hurtful to us in the long run. So I think the best thing we can do is get solid foundation of God's character so that when bad things happen or when we are tempted to question who God is, that we have a strong foundation and we are fully convinced of who God is and that Um, yeah, that we can trust him through times when we don't feel like we have peace or we, um, yeah, there's some loss that we feel that we can still trust him and yeah, still go to him as our, um, yeah, as God. (laughs) Okay. Thank you for answering that for me. (laughs) Um, you can continue with your worship songs that you like. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So another one that recently came out is called weapon um and it's by who's by i think it's by i think it's by vertical worship but check me um and yeah it just talks about the power of worship and praise and how um yeah how powerful of a weapon it can be um there's a it's vertical worship okay perfect (laughs) (laughs) um there's a oh i don't know where it is at the top of my head but somewhere in the old testament i want to say like joshua there's like a battle that the people go into and they literally like send the worshipers in front of the people who are doing the physical fighting. And when the worshipers go out, there's no more battle. Like they, everything, like the battle's already done. So (laughs) it's kind of like talking about that concept of like, there's physical fighting, but there's also like spiritual fighting. And um, yeah, worship is a really good way to, it's a really good weapon to use in spiritual battles. So I really like that one too. And then another one that I have turned to a lot in the last many years is called <laughs> is called Even When It Hurts, and it's by Hillsong. And the words are just really um, sobering, I feel like, because the words are like, even when it hurts, I'll praise you. Even when um, it seems that the battle's done or I've already lost, I don't remember the exact words, but it has these lines that are like, even when X bad thing I'm still going to praise you. And so it's really cool to just sit in that and like listen to it and be like, okay, like I can still choose to praise God because of who he has been and who he is to me, even though this physical circumstance is crappy. So that's been a really cool song to go to and listen to for me. <laughs> is that it? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Just kidding. She has one more. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I kind of touched on this one earlier. Um, but it's called All That I'm After, and it's by Callie Heiligenthal. And it's kind of what it sounds like, what the title is. It's that Jesus is all that we are after. And this is the one that has the line, I was made to love you. It's the least that I could do. Um, so, yeah, it's really a surrendering song that, um, yeah, yeah, it would have been really good for me to kind of like recenter myself and get a like zoomed out perspective that, okay, yes, Jesus is indeed all that I'm after in life. Um, I'm not after, um, even like friendships. I'm not after marriage, kind of like Sylvia was talking about the other week. Like I'm not after anything else except relationship with Jesus. So yeah, that's been a really good one too in the last year. That's so great, Phoebe. <laughs> anything else you'd like to share? Yeah. So I'll just share a verse um, that I like about worship. So it's Psalm 95 and it says, come let us shout joyfully to the Lord, shout triumphantly to the rock of our salvation. Let us enter his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout triumphantly to him in song. And then later it says, come let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker, for he is our God and we are the people of his pasture, the sheep under his care. So yeah, I really love just the like not robots standing in a pew image that that is <laughs> like shouting triumphantly and yeah it reminds me of David being undignified in the street and yeah that's just generally what not what we think of as worship so I love that it's just spelled out really clearly like shout triumphantly in worship um and I love that it says that we are his people um and yeah, he cares about us as his sheep because he is our shepherd. So yeah, that's one of my favorite worship verses. So that is all I have for you guys today. Let's give Phoebe a round of applause. <laughs> I just think that's funny. It's not funny to anyone else, but I think it's hilarious. Uh, so yeah, I would consider after listening to that to take to heart what Phoebe had to say about it. we're called in the Bible to shout triumphantly when worshiping and to just worship the Lord our God and however that means for us um, individually and differently. Yeah, that's all I got. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you listen to the next one.